It's true. I leave Earth five times a day. Do I do it well? Not really, but I'm going to explain how I do that, why I do that, and why I think everyone should do that. Now, before we start, I must warn you guys. If the audio sucks, that's because this is a very low uh, production, low cost production. Yes, I have you on my iPhone currently. It's not even the newest iPhone, it's like the third generation, I think. Okay, that's not true, but pretty close. And I have you on like the weirdest iPhone stand known to man. So for those expecting good audio quality, you have to wait for like 10 more episodes because not for much reason, I'm actually just procrastinating and purchasing a mic. Um, but you know, I kind of, I think like this low cost production adds like a quirk to this whole, you know, whatever this is. So we're gonna start with today's episode. I leave earth five times a day. Now, obviously when I say that, I mean, I pray five times a day. But when I say I pray five times a day, it's like every single day I go to a place where I need to physically and mentally leave this earth. Like, okay, physically, right? That's not possible, but it's pretty close. It's like praying takes you to a different realm. You're within the same space, but your mind is completely out of this earth. And I want to talk about the need for spirituality and prayer. Because I don't think that praying is only like a Muslim thing. I think that praying should be... Well, praying and spirituality in general, I think that should be for everybody. Especially for those who don't believe in it. And it's not like to force them into spirituality. But because I think those people are lacking most in the arena of spirituality and the consequences that come with it. And consequences does have a negative implication, but I mean it in the sense that spirituality can actually kind of put you in a state of peace throughout your life because life throws so many things at you all the time and we're constantly working and we're constantly busy that we need something to like, we need something to hold on to, something to kind of put our mind at ease. And that's what prayer is. Now, prayer for me, um, I try to focus every time I pray. Of course, that's one of the struggles of Muslims is like, we really need to keep our focus on prayer, right? We need to keep our mind fixated on Allah and only Allah. Like, like our brain shouldn't uh, start like, you know, tiptoeing around what we're gonna do after prayer or what we were, what we were doing before prayer or like just anything that is besides the prayer itself, it shouldn't even come to mind. And I think that's uh, one of the things that prayer yields, and it's that it really yields discipline. It yields controlling your mind. Because our mind can like, here's the thing, when we talk, we can kind of control the things that are coming out of our mouth. But the things that goes on in our brain, I feel like that's much harder to control because it's kind of chaotic inside, especially if you crack open my brain you enter inside. People always ask me, how how do you come up with video ideas? Bro, you would be surprised if you entered my brain and see how it worked. I'm just saying, it's like that of a five-year-old child, but that's not important. What's important is, um, why do I, I feel like I have like asthma right now, I can't breathe. What's important is um, the need to control your brain. And I think practicing that five times a day, um, 
it's actually it, it's the only beneficial thing I can think of that it yields is you know enhancing your state of focus and you need that because when you're locked in on something locked in on an activity or when you're in a deep flow state you know a state where you're really focused on a task you kind of need that you know to put all of your focus into one thing and obviously there's like a myriad of benefits that come from praying but like that's one thing that I think can apply to every person because it's like we all want to be better at the tasks that we do and like the the one and only thing that we all try to avoid is procrastination because like no one likes procrastination otherwise you probably belong in a mental hospital but other than that hmm, let me see my pages really quickly I jot down notes because I can't make coherent ideas flow for the life of me. Like I really need to like look at my notes and make sure that ideas kind of flow one into another. Uh, because I just, when I talk, I feel like I'm talking with the mouth of a five-year-old child. Okay, so, right. What I wanted to talk about, what I wanted to discuss was, you know how now, especially in the Western world, there's this popular idea of meditation there's this popular idea of like meditating at 5 a.m. It's like no one asked for it, Jessica, but it's like, it, it's there for a reason. Um, if we, you know, carry on our lives, if we start our lives and whilst growing up, we don't see, we don't see adults, the adults that like guide us into adulthood. We don't see them partaking in like meditation and that kind of stuff we instinctively assume that like okay this is not important like this doesn't need to be a part of life right but muslims growing up hopefully right hopefully we see our parents praying uh we see older people praying and we see that really really embedded within their lives and so we grow up kind of like connected like linked to prayer it's like we can't see ourselves without it. And if we leave it behind, we actually feel an immense amount of guilt. I don't care what anyone says. I know every each and every Muslim, when they leave a prayer, and some intentionally, when they leave it, it's like there is an immense amount of guilt connected with that. Because we know that that prayer isn't for nothing. We know that that prayer is like actually adding up somewhere. And it's like accumulating with time. It's just, it, it's, you know accumulating this pile of good deeds over and over and over and like we know that like the longer we go the bigger it gets hopefully inshallah but we know that it has its benefits you know in this dunya and outside this dunya in this world and outside this world and yeah so we see this idea rising of meditation and i can't help but notice like how closely it's starting to resemble our form of prayer uh, i'm not saying like they stole it that's not each and every religion has its own form of prayer but there's this thing now also becoming popular called manifestation and it's kind of within their meditation thing like era and it's where they're like if they repeat something over and over when if they repeat like a statement over and over they're gonna manifest it now we have that thing and it's called dua it's it's where we ask and actually it's a form 
of worship. It's when we ask Allah for what we want. And there is a preset dua, like list of dua that we can like memorize because it's just, it, it's worded perfectly. So we don't like have to kind of come up with it ourselves because we are not perfect. Um, but the, there is such a form that is dua. And like manifestation to us, it's so ironic because it's like, that's what we've been saying the entire time. It's like, hello, we've been here forever. It's nice to meet you, you know? <laughs> like, I'm not coming from a place of passive aggression, even though I sound like it. But no, it's just, every time I see manifestation and I see the rocks, you know, to each their own, but it's just, it's interesting. That's all, that's all I'm gonna say. It's interesting. Um, but yeah, this sense of this, this idea of manifestation, it actually puts your brain in a better state. It puts your brain at a state where it thinks it can accomplish that thing. Now with Muslims, we have da'a, we know that if we call upon Allah and we say all of the things that we want, we pray for all of the things that we want, we put our hands like this and we ask, I want this, 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 thank you. And like, okay, not like that. We put our hands together, right? I forgot this is like audio format. Uh, we put our hands together, like the worship kind. And then we like ask for the things that we want. And we call Allah by his like gracious names because he has 99 beautiful names and even more, but I don't know if those are names, more so maybe attributes. Um, anyway, it's a very beautiful way of asking Allah. Like we, like if we want health, we call Allah by his name of health. Now I'm gonna act like I know that. I actually don't, uh, which is embarrassing. You know, I should probably prepare for this podcast, um, but it's, I'm just trying to bring across the idea that I think I'm doing okay. But yeah, uh, we do that. And I think, like I said, it puts your brain in a better state where it's kind of ready to conquer that thing and almost ready to accept that thing. Um, I think, okay, let's see. Ready to accept that thing. I'm trying to like more fit into the next topic that I want to get into. And yeah. The next thing I wanted to talk about was the common denominator within all forms of prayer. Now, there are so many kinds of, there's so many forms of prayer within all religions. And I think the common denominator is, between them all, is the idea of clearing one's mind. Is the idea of like literally disassociating with one's mind and like one's ego and everything about that person. It's just like, it's coming out of your body in a sense no matter how scary that sounds I know but I see that when people actually pray they don't look like themselves even like they just look like they're in a different place altogether and I think that's for a reason I think it's because we're like so mentally abused in this world like there's just so many things going on in this world that just like keeps slapping us in the face over and over. So like when it comes time to prayer, it's like you just, you step away. Yeah, it's, it's like kind of like um, stepping your foot into a different realm and then going all together. And this idea of clearing the mind, I actually saw a study on it once. Of like I heard it somewhere, somehow. Don't even ask me, I was probably through a WhatsApp group that my mom sent something in. And it's probably like a mom thing, like an Arab slash Desi mom through WhatsApp kind of thing. 
but there's this study that talks about this thing where uh, the brain activity actually differs when people pray. Like when people go into a state of prayer, their brain activity changes uh, significantly. And I opened this website called Psychology Today. Don't judge me. That's probably one of the least credible resources ever. But it was convenient and it was out there and I'm going to read from it. So it said that people are often said to lose themselves in prayer. Scientists have found that the inferior parietal lobule, and act like I said that right, the IPL of the brain, responsible for, among other things, generating a sense of self versus others, produces less activity than usual when people pray. So this idea that it's like us against people, or like there's this sense of self, like our sense of identity and our uh, and like what we think of ourselves, and I like to call, I like to think of it as ego. It might not be ego. It like Loki might not. I am just making things up on the spot. It might not be ego, but I like to think of it as ego. It produces less activity than usual when people pray. That part of the brain, and it's like I said, it's like when people pray, they like go somewhere else. They literally like they're physically there, but mentally they're just in a different realm altogether. And I think that's why prayer is obligatory for Muslims. I think it was a good thing that it's obligatory, right? There's a couple of things that are obligatory in Islam, but for prayers to be obligatory, you have no idea how much of a mercy that is. Because, first of all, it's not necessarily like an exciting thing to do. I don't know, for me sometimes, for me, when it's time to pray, I just feel like, you know, I sometimes I'm in like entranced in something or I'm just busy doing a task. And then I hear the call to prayer and I'm just like not in the mode, not mood. I'm not in the mode to pray. Like I'm not in like a spiritual state. I'm in like, I'm fixated on a task, you know? But why it's obligatory is like, it's because it's important to get our brain somewhere else five times a day, whether we like it or not. Like, I think that, you know, ignoring that and putting that aside and thinking that it's not important, when it builds up over time, this uh, sense of carelessness, this sense of like um, non-spirituality, this sense of like just being very heavily invested within worldly tasks, I think that can slowly start to suck away from us. Like it can start like eating away at our lives and our souls and our, and our ability and our will to do things and to do things well, you know? That's why I think like prayer is that one thing where it's like, maybe it's not the most exciting thing. Like we don't want to do it, but we need to do it. Of course, for some people, they want to do it. For some people, some Muslims get to a state where it's like, they actually want to go, like they will start preparing for prayer, you know? Um, and I think that like depends on a person and their situation in life. So when I'm a little bit sadder in some days, when I'm like, when I feel really, really down or like borderline depressed, when I feel like I just feel, I just don't feel good that day, I will actually look forward to prayer. Because it's that one thing that will never fail you. It's that one thing where you can go and you can 
stop thinking about the thing that's keeping you down the thing that you want to resolve so badly but like you feel like you can't exactly figure it out and i don't know just ignoring that aspect of life like letting it go it'll make you believe in your problems even more it'll make you start looking at your problems as something bigger and i actually wanted to talk about that how you know the call to prayer in islam actually is allahu akbar it starts with allahu akbar allahu akbar now many people think that it means allah is greatest allah is greatest but what it actually translates to is allah is greater allah is greater it's using i forgot what <laughs> What part of speech that is? Is it like the superlative? You best believe I'm gonna search this up. I don't wanna embarrass myself on, um, what's it called? Excellent, magnificent. Um, superlative. See, I don't know if it's superlative, but, but well, yeah, yeah, I think it is superlative. Anyway, I just, I love like, I love embarrassing myself on these episodes. Like I didn't even, this is like already the second episode and I'm already making a fool of myself. It's actually amazing, but yeah. Uh, Allah is greater, Allah is greater. And the reason for that is whatever you're doing, whatever you're like heavily invested in at the moment, when that call of prayer is announced, it's saying that Allah is greater than what you're doing. Allah is greater than what you're doing. And it's it, that like tiny detail, that tiny detail is actually much, much, much more it's just, it's much more beautiful than people actually realize. Because th this is like, this is everything in a sense. It's it's kind of encaps encapsulating this life in a sense. Is like, whatever we're doing here, whatever we're doing in this life, Allah is greater. Allah is greater. Like, th there's no, there's no argument about it, you know? And every time I hear that, I actually get humbled. Like every time I'm doing a task and I hear Allah is greater, Allah is greater, I like immediately, like that's the first thing that comes to mind is like, what I'm doing is actually not important. Like I could be doing something that's like maybe useful for my career or useful for my like, I don't know, like character development. Well, apparently I'm in a movie now. No, just something that like I could be heavily invested in, but then I hear Allah is greater. I'm like, yeah, this is like, this is not as important. Like, I know what my goal is in life, and that's actually really nice. Every time I hear it, it's like I'm like, there's this thing called sabat al-mustaqim. It's like the straight path. Uh, and every time I hear it, it's like it takes me back to that sabat al-mustaqim. It takes me back on the straight path of, oh right, Allah is greater. Like you know, it's a, kind of shaking me and like telling me the truth altogether. But yeah, so I talked about how it's prayer is like something that you have to force yourself to do. You might not want to do it, but you need to do it, whether you like it or not. You know, we're humans that have so many thoughts in a day. I I heard something about women having like something in the thousands of thoughts a day. I don't even, I wouldn't be surprised though, because as women, like we multitask a lot. I don't know about men. Men is like, they can do one thing at a time, but women just have these insane amount of thoughts flowing through their heads. It's almost like a superpower. So to have this thing that you can resort to five times a day, or not even you can resort to, but 
you should resort to five times a day. Now, I'm speaking, you know, to an audience that I don't suppose is Muslim. Like, I don't want to impose or like I don't want to kind of assume that all of my following is Muslim because it's not. Actually, I think majority of my following isn't. But I like to give these ideas because it's something that I think would help non-Muslims as well. I mean, this is the entire idea of this is like, I want to kind of put Islamic ideas, but not necessarily for non-Muslims. And prayer is just one of those things where it's like, you're really depriving yourself if you're not partaking in it, if you're not including it in your day-to-day -day life. Like, I'll be honest with you, I can't imagine my life without prayer. Now, sometimes, don't get me wrong, we have this one prayer called Fajr, and you kind of have to wake up around, it changes from season to season, but you kind of have to wake up around like 4.30 a.m. Um, to do it, to do it before the break of dawn. Most people think it's sunrise, but it's actually the break of dawn. And um, it's a really hard prayer to get to. It's a really hard prayer to wake up for. I'm actually trying to fix my sleep schedule and, and like I'm trying to wake up at that time and stay awake at that time. And alhamdulillah, it's been okay so far, but I really don't want to give myself self in right now. I feel like I'm giving myself the red eye just by saying and mentioning that. But yeah, no, I've been waking up at 4.30 a.m. And when I tell you it's a struggle, it's... It's like a fight to the death between you and your demons. Because it actually is. It actually, that's the crazy part. I think there's this um, this uh, narration where there's like three knots um, tied to your back to your bed. Tied from your back to your bed. And every time you wake up for Fedja, you have to like untie those three knots. It's like a, f a figure of speech. Figure of speech. Hold on. Yeah, that sounds right. Figure of speech. But... It feels like that. And you know, some days, I'll be honest, like I'm not trying to expose myself, right? But some days, it's like, it's really hard to wake up. Like I can like, I know those knots are like figurative, but sometimes it feels like they're not. Sometimes it feels like that I can actually feel those knots tied to my bed. And sometimes, some days I just don't wake up because it's like, it's not in our hands. Which is why I got into the habit of like, asking Allah to wake me up for Fajr. I still set the alarm and everything, but it's like, I just need that extra push and that extra push is always from Allah. And yeah, no, it's just some days you can feel it. Like it's, your your demon is really keeping you down, you know? Um, but yeah, waking up for that prayer specifically, I think is one of the most, um, just is one of the hardest prayers to get to and it's one of those that need the most discipline of all like like of, of of all the obligations in islam that's one of the things that needs the most discipline is waking up at 4 30 a.m washing your face now i don't live in cold weather but i know people who live in cold weather and they have to wash their face with cold water and to that i say alhamdulillah i don't live in cold weather weather i'm just you know i'm not even gonna fight it bro i'm sorry that you guys have to do that but I thankfully don't. I have to deal with the blazing heat. To each their own battle and struggle, bro. I swear to God. But yeah, they fought, they washed their faces with like the coldest water known to man. It's probably from like the Icelandic Icelandic ocean or something. And 
they have to kind of stay focused in that specific prayer. Now, the hardest prayer that I, the, the, the prayer that I find myself most distracted in, unfortunately, is Fajr. Because having just woken up and waking up from like crazy dreams, dreams that like take me to God knows where. And like I have to kind of immediately, immediately snap back to reality and be like, okay, now it's time for me and Allah. Like there's nothing should come to mind. And just like I talked about how you like really need to clear your mind. And it really is like an exercise for the brain. Like it's clearing the mind is not easy. It's not because there's so many things going on. And like we're always thinking about like what's next. You know, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen now? What am I going to do after this? How come, like, I'm not doing as much today? And you start thinking about all of these things and it starts trickling down like this waterfall of ideas that, you know, follow with one through with the other. There's just so many ideas that don't stop. So putting a stop to it, right? Putting like this, like, your foot on the brake. Look at me using metaphors. Putting your foot on the brake. I was going to say gas. Putting your foot on the brake. That's one of the things that needs the most discipline. And yeah, that's really all I wanted to talk about. <laughs> I feel like there's something else that I wanted to discuss. But like I told you guys, like I'm trying to keep this coherent. I'm trying to keep this within the same lane. And it's really hard. I said somewhere on my Instagram story that I could talk for three hours straight. I'm actually now noticing that I can't do that. I don't know how people do Well, here's the thing. With podcasts, it's like people can go on for three hours if it's two people having a dialogue. But when you're the only one, when you're the only one talking, it, first of all, it kind of looks like you're going crazy. Second of all, it's like tiresome. Like I feel like my vocal cords need a break, you know? I, when I talk with someone, I like to hear them before I say anything. So I like let them talk at lengthy extents. But when it's just me talking, I will talk really fast and very much. So I was like, bro, I need a fat break right now. Oh my God. Anyway, yeah, that's all I wanted to talk about today. I hope you guys got something out of this. Uh, this was this episode I thought of actually when there was a call to prayer. And I was like, but I'm like really invested in the thing that I'm doing at the moment. And then I realized, oh, I should talk about this thing. Because I'll be honest, I'm not perfect in my prayer. I really wish I was. I think we all want to be more perfect in our prayer. And even to those like that don't pray, they w just want to be better at the things that they do. But that only comes with practice. You know, that only comes with intentional practice and like the will to get better. Like you actually want to get, like you have to set it as a goal. You know, don't just like, say it nilly willy and then go about your day like you have to set it as a goal you know i want to be better in my prayers i want to focus more i want to have this thing called khashua there's this thing called khashua and it's actually one of the hardest words to translate uh and it mostly i think means humility humility to put everything aside to put yourself aside to to put all of the things that you care about aside which by the th by the way are things that don't really matter at the end of the day and to just submit to Allah submit yourself to Allah it's like it's like saying I completely submit myself to you and all of the things that I partook in all of those things that I was doing just now they mean nothing to me if you're not pleased with me 
you know, and they mean nothing to me in general. I mean, like, when we speak to Allah, we have to be, we have to say, like, this place is all I want to be at right now. This, like, I, we really need to entrance ourselves within this, within our prayers, because, like, we're standing in front of Allah, which is, you know, a big deal, kind of. It's very a big deal, very much a big deal. Um, it's just something to work on. You know, like I said, have it as a goal to get better at that and not to just say it verbally and not actually try. Something to think about for the next time you pray. And also, I really recommend watching lectures on prayer. Even for those who don't pray, like, I recommend just trying out five times a day even usually our prayer spans for like five minutes five to ten minutes um but yeah just like five bits in a day go for two minutes go for three minutes sit down and clear your head sit down and like just take all of the thoughts suck them out and there's this thing that my yoga teacher used to tell me she was like um thoughts i appreciate you but i'm busy right now she would say that like we would have yoga class. She was my PE teacher. She'd be like, thoughts, thank you for existing, but I'm actually busy right now. And I'd be like, why is she talking like that? Is she on drugs? That's not the point. The point is, she does have a point actually. It's like, you have to kind of notice those thoughts and then let them go. You know, just like be like, okay, that's great. Um, okay, I have more important things to do. You know, to like set them aside and like really clear your head and yeah that's it pretty much i love how i was like i'm done five minutes ago and i kept talking i'm wonderful at this ah, this is just like wow it's great anyway have an amazing day and i'll see you next time bye bye everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.